Welcome to the Junction City Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Martinez. With me in the virtual octagon, Kobe Peterson. Everybody, we missed you. <laughs> Everybody, we missed you. We've added a couple of new voices, too, and faces uh, to the show. Mr. Kevin Lundell. Kevin, go ahead and say hi. <laughs> What's up, everybody? And the, the beast from the east, Jessica Martinez. I'm sorry. I didn't I, I, look. No, I, we're keeping that. That's I guess that's what I'm going to be known for. I like uh, it. Known as from now on. So, hola. I had a I had a nickname in mind for Kevin, but it just it probably wasn't appropriate. I heard the long pause before my name. Yeah. I was wondering what it was. Uh, Nothing. <laughs> on today's show. And we're going to be talking about mask mandates in Utah and vaccine uh, craziness that's going on everywhere, it seems like, um, but but pretty specific to Utah today. We're also going to be talking about the uh, Afghanistan um, situation uh, and, and how it's going to affect uh, the refugee uh, and, and life here in Utah, refugees and life here in Utah. Uh, we'll go over a couple of pinkies ups and thumbs down. But first, please, please do us a favor and tell your friends that we're back. We're back and uh, share this story, share this uh, podcast with your friends and, and join the forum. There's always a lot of great takes in the forum. Uh, you know, even if we don't have the best takes outside, you know, there are a lot of uh, there's a lot of good input there. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we plan to get back on those social media pro uh, uh, outlets platforms. and platforms. Uh, yeah, platforms <laughs> to keep everyone here involved and engaged um, because, you know, it's got to be done. The work's got to be done, man, because it's out there on the other side and it they are organized. So. Uh, leave us a comment and let us know what you're thinking um, in any one of those formats. And uh, yeah, it's going to take all of us. <laughs> We've got to do it though. All right. So look, let's start here with the national story that's kind of hit everywhere. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show us, um, I'm going to run a quick video here so that everybody kind of is on the same page uh, so that we're kind of caught up. Uh, this is about the mass mandates here in Utah, how it's affected, uh, been affected in Salt Lake. Um, and then uh, now it's coming to Weber, Weber Morgan County. Parents and medical professionals gathered together after that vote to express their disappointment with the council's decision. ABC4's Julian Smuckler live at Primary Children's Hospital, where they're operating under surge capacity protocols tonight. And Julian, due to a number of reasons, they say there are no available beds there right now. Yeah, Glenn, I'm told they're already doubling up and school hasn't even started yet. That's why today's decision to not require students K through six to wear a mask is causing some healthcare workers to sound the alarm. And if you thought last year was bad, they believe what we'll see when school is back in session will be far worse. It's going to be something we've never seen before in our in our lifetime. Erica Say is one of many healthcare workers who are tired. You know, we're burned out. We're tired. We don't have any more energy left to give or I mean, even to care. And this is, you know, what we went in our, our profession to do is to help people. And it's like you can only push people so much. With more children being hospitalized with COVID-19, many believe today's decision will be detrimental. Everyone's going to be in quarantine, in and out of schools. The case... Sorry, this uh, really quick here. I'm going to stop it. Stop it here. Uh, and feel free to, you know, ask to stop if you guys got something to say. But um, I just wanted to give you all a little bit of context here. So what's happened is um, Angela Dunn, who used to be um, the state uh, epidemiologist, right, has moved over to Salt Lake County. Um, she called for a mask mandate. And, uh, you know, all this stuff happened what last week. And yeah. the Salt Lake County, uh, Salt Lake County Council, overturned that mask mandate and 
put it in the hands of the what the commissioners is that right right yeah no so they predicted 45 what so what happens is the the local county health department suggests a mask mandate under the new state law that the governor signed back in march the end game law that decision now has to go to the county council or the county level of government, right? And so in that case, in Salt Lake County, it was the county council, which is controlled by Republicans now because Shereen Gorbani lost her seat in November 2020. And so the Republicans said, nope, sorry, we're not going to do a countywide mask mandate for kids in schools. You lose. That's that it. This is the fallout here. Yeah. 500 cases every day by October. This should alarm you because we are at one fourth the numbers we were last winter when staffing levels hit this. And we really don't have great pools of people to draw on because the whole nation is full of exhausted healthcare workers. Thursday's vote isn't only affecting those on the front lines, but teachers too. I'm really, really disappointed that the council chose to overturn a public health order from the public health expert that's hired specifically to protect our health in the county. Our amazing public school educators continually work magic in our classrooms, but they are near a breaking point. Educators are now weighing the pros and cons of returning to school with no mandates in place. To the teachers, I am thinking of you today. And I commend you for your courage. You are not paid well so you can be there and teach, but you're doing it because of your passion. Parents are having to decide if the risk is worth the reward. I feel terrified to send my kids to school this week, and we're struggling with that decision. While some tough decisions still have to be made. You can be superheroes. You can go the extra mile to save your friend, your teacher, your auntie, your grandma your baby brother or sister by wearing your mask at school. So essentially where the the situation is just that, what that final teacher talked about there, where they're leaving it in the hands of individuals to make that decision, right? To say, all right, well, the County isn't going to mandate that you wear a mask. So we're begging you parents uh, to send your children to school with masks and encourage them to wear that mask while they're in school. Because we're talking about, especially in elementary schools and most of middle school, uh, we're talking about a whole population of unvaccinated people, right? It's like, it's, it's a nightmare. And I, I, I kind of want to ask you all like, okay, so this is coming up right now. Uh, so what's happening is uh, there's a, uh, this is coming towards Ogden, right? So they're at the end she's kind of pleading to it sounds like the kids and the parents of the kids about like, Hey, be a superhero, wear a mask to keep people. I mean, is that the way, I mean, that just sounds, it sounds so all right, all right. Me that it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, what are we doing? So my kids have been in, uh, what they call this summer camp, uh, where they've been going for three hours a day for uh, two weeks. Now, uh, I went into school this morning, and my two kids were the only kids in a mask. So calling on uh, parents and kids to uh, just wear your mask, like is it's just not, it's just not going to happen. This is a community uh, that needs public collective action and action from its leaders. And so, you know, the disappointing thing is, is that the legislature put us in this position. They put us in this position where the health uh, administrators in our counties uh, can no longer make decisions and mayors and governors can no longer make unilateral decisions. And then these go back to these, to the, to the councils. And, and I just think, I think Jenny Wilson uh, hit the nail on the head with this, with this quote. She said, if a building collapsed and our public works director said the crane should go here to save lives and the search team would go there. Uh, the council, I would hope would not breeze in and decide they know better. And that's exactly what they did today. So you know, it's really disappointing that we're in this position. And as Dan said, it's coming to Ogden. Uh, there is a meeting on Monday uh, that is happening at four o'clock for the Weber Morgan Health Department. The first step that has to happen for us to have mask mandates in our districts is that the Weber Morgan Health Department has to recommend them. And so they're having a meeting to discuss this on Monday, where we plan on showing up and, uh, letting our voices be heard that uh, this is an important thing and that kids do get affected by COVID and that this is uh, we're going to have 
the Delta variant is raging and we're going to have kids that will get sick and some of them severely sick uh, and it could be prevented. Yeah, not to mention just um, the kind of what Kobe was alluding to earlier is like, you know, if you don't try and combat this or do to use all of the tools that we have available to us right now, those kids are going to get infected. Kids are going to get out of school. You're going to have to quarantine. You're going to have to close stuff off like you. The likelihood that many of these, you know, schools might have to like close down for a week or so. I mean, it's just it goes up exponentially when you don't even do basic precautions that we know can really curb the virus. You know, that's something that's just, I, I don't know. And then kind of taking it out a little, not to get it too far away from Ogden, but just looking at it more on the national level. Um, you see this happening all across the States and you see kind of just where the numbers are, where the data is that it's, it's people who are unvaccinated, who are getting, who are getting sicker and who are kind of like, um, uh, overtaking a lot of the hospitals and just going back to these, like hammering these same points, a lot of the kids in these younger age groups cannot get the vaccine. It is not. So they're the only recourse we have for them is to get masks, to wear masks. And I'm, you know, it, again, it's like nobody really wants to do it, but we're just not at a point yet where we can really start to ease up and act like everything's going back to normal because we can, it's clearly not. Yeah, I think the frustrating thing here is that the refrain over and over again from state lawmakers, especially, you know, Republicans, is that, well, kids don't they don't it doesn't affect them as much as it affects older people. Right. And so they're more likely to live. So it's not that big a deal. You know, that ignores the long term effects of COVID-19 that we still don't fully understand. But it also ignores the Delta variant, which is much more dangerous and much more spreadable. And so it's just sort of frustrating on that one end because it's saying, oh, it's fine. They'll be fine. Send them in. They'll be fine. They'll, you know, two weeks and they'll be back. It's not even a big deal, hopefully. But then hopefully. also on the other side, it's yeah. it's a created like it's a created crisis that like it's just like, why is this the response? Because the process, you know, Kevin, you noted that there's going to be a, a meeting with the Weber Morgan Health Department on Monday, the 23rd at 4 p.m. to talk about this. Should the Weber Morgan Health Department decide that, yes, we want to issue a, a mask order, then the county commission has to meet and decide whether or not they're going to allow that to go through. So Scott Jenkins and Gage Froer and Jim Harvey are going to decide three of them. Two of them have to decide that it's a good idea. And if two of them decide that it's not a good idea, it's not going to happen. And so the rest of the county has to deal with that fallout. And so I think it's really weird that well, I guess I don't think it's weird because I feel that the state legislature did this on purpose. They chose the least accountable layer of government to deal with this problem because they knew that the local agencies, health agencies were the ones leading the charge during the first and second waves last year and that they would continue should there be another surge. But also I will, I will note that in the end game bill, they didn't anticipate there being another surge because there's really no plan for it. And there's this kind of bureaucracy that makes it difficult and so they said, okay, well, we don't want to deal with it. So we're going to, we're going to hand it over to county government, let them deal with it. Just like last time, right? I was like, all oh, the counties will decide for themselves. And can we also talk about like, if something come up, it came up out of the blue that killed a 350 kids in this nation. Uh, that'd be a big deal in and of itself, uh, which is what happened last year. And, and way more kids are going to get infected this year when they go to school without masks and the Delta variant being way worse. Like this is a problem in and of itself. And for people to just downplay it is kind of gross, actually. You know, Colby, how are you feeling about sending your kids uh, back to school? You have some that fit this, this criteria, right? And that are uh, unable to get vaccinated and are going back to school next week. Yeah, we do. And, and so we're sort of in a unique position because, you know, we're going to be moving soon. And so because of that, you know, it's like, ah, do we put our kids back in school? And we've decided not quite yet because there's no point in putting yeah. them in school for three weeks and then pulling them back out of school so we can, you know, move out of the state. So for us, we've decided to keep the children home. Not, you know, of course, because of the school situation, but also now because of this situation, because you're right, Kevin, our children cannot be vaccinated. And so it's just, it, I mean, and while my wife and I have both been vaccinated, it's just the Delta variant is something. And even just today, John Hickenlooper announced that, you know, he had been infected with COVID-19. He had a breakthrough. Uh, three case. senators. Yeah, yeah. Three senators uh, are now. Uh, and, so, and the governor, and is, governor Abbott and Governor Abbott. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so it's a, uh, it's a problem and it's one that our family's trying to avoid. And luckily we're in the situation, but I think it's frustrating for parents because I feel like this is a rich white people problem where, you know, I mean, no dig on the lady in the, in the news article or, or, or the news piece where she was saying, we're struggling with this decision right now. There are a lot of folks who are living maybe on the West side of Ogden or the West side of uh, Roy or whatever, who it's not a struggle. It, there's no, there's no decision to be made. The children are going to school because we can't afford to have somebody home with them again. And mom's not working from home because they're in the service industry. So they're going to school and it is what it is. Okay. Yeah, so, and I, you know, I'm scared too uh, to send my kids back to school. I'm in the same situation. Um, and we are going to send our kids back to school. It's the, you know, we, our kids, kids need school. Like we're not here yeah. to say kids don't need school. Kids need school. We all know they need that. Interaction. And they need to be with other kids. Like there's a lot and, of, other and we kept ours home last year and like, uh, uh, you know, for, for two quarters. Uh, but we're, we're, they, we saw what that was like and we know that's not right. And we could just make this safer. We saw that it can be safe with masks. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted to go send them back because we saw that it could be safe. So, okay. There's, um, right. This does fall on the local government now, right? That's kind of where this is, is going. Um, but Wait, Dan, can I, can I really, yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really, really quickly. Cause you mentioned local government and I thought of this, um, Kevin, you talked about that bill that came out, uh, and, or whoever it did, sorry. <laughs> um, but just bringing up some of the members, some of the, all, it was most of the Republicans had voted yes on this, but some Democrats voted to give that power back to, um, the council, like put, essentially it, it just seems as though they helped to put this, uh, um, issue that is a public health issue into the hands of politicians. And that seems a little off and it just kind of bums me out, especially someone, you know, some of those state senators where you're just like, you are in Salt Lake County and I get it. Cause you think the Salt Lake County is like democratic, but you saw Shereen Corbani lose. So you, it was a Republican city council. Like, so it just didn't make sense. I'm not sure where, where that thought process was coming from. Yeah, with well, on that. Well, I th- I think I agree with you, Jessica, because part of this is like, well, why that layer of government, right? Why why yeah. them? Yeah. And part of it is, I think that like, I mean, obviously, anybody who's listened to the show knows that like, I don't trust the craven, you know, motivations of the state legislature, which we've talked about a lot, is very insistent on gathering power to itself but then also deflecting blame from itself. And I think that this is one of those tactics, right? Where it's like, well, the state legislature doesn't want to have to decide whether they don't want a statewide mask mandate. We're going to strip that power from the governor. And so what we're going to do is we're going to put it down on the county, on the county commission level, because the majority of the counties in, of the 29 counties in the, in the state are ca- county commissions. We're just going to give it to them because then way it's not our problem. And we're going to say it's local control but the health departments in those counties are still having to report to the layer of government above them to make it happen. And so city mayors can't decide for themselves. You know, there's really only one, maybe two counties in the entire state that have the ability to actually make this decision. And they are Summit County and Grand County. Everyone else is dominated by Republicans. And frankly, they're not willing to even entertain this discussion because they're so caught up in right-wing media that they're like, nope, no masks. It's bad. And they're going to turn over to, well, it's up to the people. Let's, let's let them. And I think it's craven, man. Like, it's just like, oh, we're letting people decide. It's like, how did that go last time? It didn't go. Eventually the governor had to declare a mask mandate statewide. It was a big part of the 2020 gubernatorial race. I heard Chris Peterson say it over and over. And eventually they had to, they had to put it out there. Okay, so I do want to kind of pivot a little bit here um, because we talk about like that, you know, this is now in the local hands, uh, local government hands. But um, as we have seen on this show, uh, there's not, uh, not, not that there's not a lot that we can do, but those, um, those types of things that we say to, you know, make sure you call your senator or call this person or call you, you know, um, that is happening on the other side. I would say more so, and they're a lot more organized. Kevin, Kevin brought me into this group the other day. Uh, and we're infiltrating. We're infiltrating. It scared the <laughs> shit out of me. It really did because they are 
they are posting every day. And uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about like the method in which we have this conversation with our friends and our family, because there are two completely different ways to do this. Right. So you, you, you know, you saw the, the video of the teacher kind of being, uh, what would you say? Like, uh, empathetic, empathetic to, you know, um, trying to get people, you can do this. You can be, uh, a, uh, a superhero and you can, you know, it's your choice, you know, kind of playing into that idea that this is, you know, your choice and make the right choice. Uh, and then you have, you know, people that are on the other end that are just fed up with it. So, uh, like the teacher from Lehigh, right. Um, and if you don't, if you're not familiar with the teacher from Lehigh, I'm going to play this quick clip for, for you. Um, uh, um, this teacher got fired because she had had enough and I don't blame her. She had had enough. And, uh, and you know, there was a, it was a candid moment and some students took this video and, and, you know, come to find out she later got fired, but here. Into the Fox 13 newsroom, we have confirmed that a Lehigh High School chemistry teacher is on administrative leave after a video of the way she spoke in class was shared with district leaders. Yeah, this happening on the very first day of school. It was this video from a student in the classroom. It was shared with Fox 13 News by his mother, Judy Bowman Storms. Now, it shows the teacher there. Her name is Leah Kenyon. She's speaking about the seriousness of COVID-19, her hate of former President Donald Trump. Trump and the concepts of binary and non-binary gender identification. She can also be heard telling students they don't need to listen to their parents for some things. Judy Storms and her son Zane say speeches like these are a habit for Kenyon. Zane adds that she was aware she was being recorded. The Alpine School District administrators say... Okay, so I, I thought that was going to show us the video, but it didn't. But what I want to say, though, is is that the right way to go about this and or, or are we just like fueling the flames of this whole like fox news thing right like because that's just one more thing to put into you know uh you, to throw all the gas on the fire of this whole you know i told we told you that the liberal elites are in this teacher used to be like was a teacher of the year she won teacher of the year and, and she got fired. I mean, I don't blame her. I think that she had had enough and was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm done. Right. Like, but what, what is the message that we have um, that we should be uh, uh, pushing forward? Right. Like, is that one of empathy or is it that one of, you know, just put your fucking mask on. Right. Or, or like, <laughs> That's what I want to do. I'm going to snap. Right. Um, but, but that, I mean, like, cause it doesn't seem like either one is working if I'm being honest. Yeah. I, and I, I think you're right. That neither one of those are working. I think that actually the one that those on the opposing side of the mask issue care most about is that they don't want to have to cancel schools, shut down schools. And there still are limits uh, I believe set up with the school district about, you know, how many outbreaks there are and they'll shut down schools. And so uh, I think appealing to that, and I think they're going to find that out very quickly because this, this shit's going to spread. Um, but appealing to the idea that like, Hey, uh, if this spreads, your kids are all going to be home uh, by your side while you're trying to work from home. Uh, if you're lucky, or if not, you're going to be trying to figure out what to do with them. Like so many parents are in a really bad situation. See, I still, um, I, I still think that's just being re reactionary and being like, you know, uh, playing catch up kind of thing. I, I, I don't, I still don't even think that that's enough. Right. Like the next, oh, the next no, thing I was saying is that I, I think we, thing. Go, so go ahead. <laughs> I think the next thing is, is that, you know, we should be, um, still continually deferring and, and elevating the voices of our medical experts in our community. I think they do have weight still with the average uh, person in our community. I think you're hearing the, the silent majority speaking out loudly against this. And I think that actually uh, the, the medical experts, when we hear from those doctors and nurses uh, that are on the front lines that are saying, you know, this is uh, really dangerous, um, you know, uh, the uh, director at Primary Children's, the, the director of hospital epidemiology, um, after they, the Salt Lake City Council uh, overturned their 
health department's uh, mask mandate. He said uh, it would be a terrible mistake to overturn the order. And if people overturn those recommendations and kids get very sick and kids die, they should realize that it's their responsibility. You know, this is the expert at the place where all of you, everyone would take their kids when their kids get seriously ill. All of them are going to take their kids to this place and ask this doctor and these doctors to save their kids' lives. So maybe, just maybe we should listen to them preemptively. So I do think elevating those voices uh, is important. I'm skeptical though, Kevin, because, you know, Angela Dunn, who left the Utah Department of Health to become the director of the Salt Lake County, you know, Department of Health, probably one of the most prominent you know, epidemiologists and voices for vaccines, for masks, for public health throughout the pandemic in the state of Utah, roundly rejected by the council. And then, and then Salt Lake, you know, later she was back after they rejected for a normal council meeting, you know, explaining some other things to the council. She told them, you know, no hard feelings. I get it, blah, blah, blah. And Council members who voted her mask mandate down were falling all over themselves to, you know, apologize or just explain their vote and blah, blah, blah. And like, I just forgive me for being skeptical, but just like, I don't know that those voices necessarily hold weight because we had one of the most weighted voices in our state just get shut down by Salt Lake County Republicans because at the end of the day, they got to they got to do the thing. I mean, Uh, we're going to we're going to. Oh, sorry. I just want to like, I want to make a pretty, uh, like there's a, there's a distinction there, Kobe. And I think this is why I think Kevin may be onto something. I don't know. Well, maybe, but when he's talking about to give that to him or something, I don't want to give it to him. Not yet. Cause he's, cause he's still new. He's got to cut his teeth. No, no, no. Uh, so I think that what, what's, what the difference is, is that Angela Dunn came to these people as a member of the, uh, of, of the government, right? She was of the government, right? She's the state, whatever. But the way that Kevin made that argument or, or talked about this doctor that everyone's going to go see that's the best doctor in the state of Utah that, you know, at tri- children's primary, like that to me, I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Like even somebody that was like, you know, anti-government or like, uh, you know, against uh, big government you can make that argument that Kevin makes about, about like, okay, fine. You know, then take the whole government piece out of this. This is a fucking doctor telling you to do this shit. Like, don't be stupid. Sorry. No. Just- I think I, what I would say too, is just, um, we're talking about high profile people here. And I think we're, we're asking two different questions, right. Of like, how can we get the larger community to be on board with this and to um, feel safer and more secure in getting the vaccine or going along with the medical science and, and what politicians and other people are going to say and what people on Twitter or what the, you know, crazy um, groups coming up are going to talk about uh, this issue. Because I think, you know, for her making those pleas, yes, you may have, um, Republicans in the state legislature or, or in any form of government talk about how it's bad, but you're still going to get the large mass of, of people to hear and listen to that, uh, message and think twice. And I think that it's, it, it's a tough job, but you also just need to kind of, again, meet people where they are, because sometimes it's not even just that they are, uh, wholly against it or for it, they just may not be as it just may not they just may not be as informed and they're a little scared. So it's you know I I do agree with the empathy. I get the frustration of that teacher as well though. I mean it's really really you can't if everybody's if the people who are trying to do the right thing keep seeing these setbacks because not everybody is playing along. Then yeah, it makes a lot of sense. You know you can you can sympathize with them, but I I don't think that that it doesn't get us anywhere to yell in people's faces saying, you guys are wrong. What are you doing? You're ruining society. And because they still need to live because we, they're still our neighbors and we're still going to have to be together in in a cohesive, you know, living in the I think Jessica's right. That like yelling in their faces, like it doesn't work like, because they've been, you know, if you listen to right wing media, which a lot of people do, 
they're constantly being told every day that the liberal elite are, you know, looking down their nose at you and telling you what to do with about your life, blah, 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 ad nauseum, right? So when somebody comes to them and says, I can't believe you, you're not wearing a mask. What an idiot you are. It just confirms that in their minds because they, it was already planted. But I'm also to the point about non-governmental medical authorities in the community talking about the value of masking and vaccinations. I'm skeptical because I feel like there's always some doctor out there who makes some lame video or grifter grifter out there, not Dr. Grifter. There's always some medical professional out there to confirm someone's biases. Mm -hmm. And so while this person at McKady hospital in Weber County is telling you, get the vax, please wear a mask. It really does make a difference. You're helping save the people around you. Joe Schmo from, you know, Kevin's friends, brother-in-law is a doctor. Joe, yeah, Joe Bob Riggs, you know, clinic in Orlando, Florida says, no, that's just totally whack. And somehow that's what goes viral on social media. And the person here in Weber County is looking around going, yeah, Joe Bob Riggs clinic in Orlando, Florida definitely knows what's going on better than local guy at McKay D hospital. I'm going to listen to him because it makes me feel fine and I don't actually have to do anything. So I don't, I don't know that I necessarily buy that local non-governmental authorities hold any more weight because I think it's all about biases. Well, so uh, Kevin, do you have any, any last words here? Cause I'm going to, I'm going to wrap up this segment. No, I'm going to mask <laughs> up this segment. Ah, uh, man. No, no okay, more so hot takes. Like, I'm gonna push uh, you this know, our audience. Let's push this onto the, the, the JC peeps. Uh, I mean, what are your thoughts? What do you, what do you think here? Uh, do we go, with, uh, you know, pushing a, a prominent member of the community or do we, uh, you don't have to have these conversations in the back room or, you know, or talking, meeting people where they are. I, I, everybody says that, but whatever. Um, uh, you know, like what, what, what are your thoughts? What do you think we need to do? Or is there another one? There's this like, do we need to meet people with a sock full of pennies? I don't know. <laughs> let's, let's chat. Tell us about it. Ask us, or, you know, put your uh, comments, thoughts in, uh, uh, in the, in the forum. Uh, so but, uh, last thing here is uh, remember Weber County or I'm sorry, Weber Morgan health department meeting is on Monday, August 23rd at 4 PM. That's at 477 23rd street in Ogden. Um, it's to meet uh, the they are meeting uh, to discuss about the uh, mask mandate in Weber County and uh, talking about the vaccines and all that stuff. So, and and before you go, stay tuned because if by some miracle that uh, gets recommended from the Weber Morgan Health Department, we are going to have to put a tremendous amount of pressure on our three Weber County commissioners, and that seems like a very tough fight to win honestly you know um, knowing them and uh but we're gonna try so we're if gonna, that for some reason happens we're, we're gonna try we're gonna or- we gotta organize we gotta organize fast and we gotta put some pressure on uh and make some make some stuff happen Ma- um, masking up and making signs making sign parties right uh, anyway okay so let's move on um I don't really know how to get into this story. I've been thinking a lot about this story. It's the Afghanistan story uh, because there's just so much to happen. I mean, we made this rundown in on, on Sunday, uh, you know, w- you know, a couple days ago with the anticipation that we were going to go live and just like thing after thing after thing unfolded. Um, so just kind of a, a, a brief breakdown. Um, so September 11th happened in 2001. Oh my god. (laughs) And not that that's funny. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh at that, but like that's where this all (laughs) we then and there is when President Bush, mission accomplished. Remember, we he's like, We're going to Iraq, we're going to uh, Afghanistan, and we're going to Afghanistan because we don't want um, terrorists, uh, organizing there, right? Like that was the whole idea behind getting in Afghanistan. Well, um, you know, 
we didn't work with them in 2001. We didn't work with them in 2005. We didn't work with them in 2009. So 20 years later, we finally, uh, um, Donald Trump negotiates, or, or I'm sorry, uh, has the Taliban over for dinner on <laughs> September 11th. And, <laughs> And has this conversation with him and uh, at, Camp David. Know, at Camp David and negotiates, quote unquote, negotiates, uh, you know, this this deal looked pretty great for the Taliban. I mean, they got they got prisoners freed. Um, there was a date that he set for us to be out and uh, pull the troops out. Um, and, you know, that that was in, I think that was originally in May, right? That was in May, correct? The Anybody? originally negotiated date was May 1st, yeah. May 1st, in, right? In okay. The yeah, yeah. Rome agreement with the Bush. Oh. I mean, but Dan, the, the Afghan government, the Afghan government was on board with this though, right? Like this meeting and the uh, negotiation. No. They were invited. No, they weren't. Oh, they weren't involved? Oh, they weren't? What? Oh. <laughs> Weird. Weird. They weren't uh, at the table. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they were not invited to the Trump Hotel. No stakes were had for the Afghan government. They were only Taliban stakes at the Trump Hotel. Or no, 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 I'm sorry. That was after Camp David. They ended up having a round of golf. Anyway, um, so we pulled uh, Joe Biden in, in a hurry, pulls out the troops last week. Now, under the assumption that the the Afghan government was going to be able to hold strong, hold steady for people to get out, right? That wanted to get out for these visa, uh, for, for the, the um, interpreters and the people working with uh, uh, Americans there in Af- uh, Afghanistan um, was going to give them enough time. And um, it's like that South Park meme, you know, and, and the Taliban are taking over, right? Like it was not with not more than a week later, the uh, the Taliban take the capital of Kabul. Kabul, am I saying that right? Kabul, Kabul. No, yeah. anyway. Um, and you know, and now, and now we're here, and now, and, and it's and it's Tucker Carlson's wet dream that you know he gets to talk shit on Joe Biden and it, the strategy here. Um, I want to get your thoughts. I want to get your, uh, you know, because here's the thing is not only does Tucker Carlson talk shit on Joe Biden and, and, and the strategy, but also you hear it from Blake Moore, our representative, um, uh, stocks were looking bad and he didn't have anything else to do. So he typed up a, a nasty email to Joe Biden, you know, as he's looking at his Robin hood account and he's just like, what am I going to do? All my stocks are bad now. Uh, and also Spencer Cox called him, uh, raked uh, Joe Biden over the coals for this. Um, and then send a letter saying that, you know, we're, we'll all, I'll help take the refugees. I mean, this is where we are now. Yeah. Thoughts. Some of those, um, <laughs> I just, yeah, the devastating, the, the, the news uh, coverage that come out and a lot of the um, aftermath of that, you know, just seeing it really, really sad, really hard to see uh, with the Afghans as they were trying to, you know, just, just trying to stay safe and trying to stay alive and trying to keep their families alive. I mean, like their whole lives and worlds were shattered and you could see, uh, it was just such a quick takedown. I, you know, the, um, the way that it was all handled in the end is just all very sad. That's my take. Yeah. And when I think about situations like this, that are just hard, I think I, we always need to look at the human beings on the ground and it's just like, wow, these, women and and children that are going to have to uh, that have some of them have lived their lives under uh what was a pretty free democracy and and now they're going to have to go back to wearing burqas and not going to school and not being able to uh be a free society and it's it's really sad uh i know that that's not why we were there that, that's not why we were there in afghanistan um and it's not uh you know we 
cut deals with countries that treat women really poorly all the time, like Saudi Arabia, you know, like, so this is not why we were there. We were there to try to protect our country. Uh, and we accomplished that. And so we, although, but I do still want to recognize that the suffering that's happening there and just realize that it's hard and it's really, um, you know, it's everything's a political weapon nowadays. And, uh, you know, you see the Republicans that are totally not on the level, right? Like the, the, their guy negotiated this thing and, and Joe Biden had to do it. Um, and there was not really an easy way to get it done. Uh, it, uh and, and I'm not saying that the, he, everything happened perfectly. It obviously didn't. And there was obviously, you know, some mistakes made and things that they can do better. I think they'll be judged. Uh, they're gonna have a close eye on them and be judged carefully about what, how this plays out going forward. Are we able to get our people out? Are we able to get the people that helped us, the Afghans that helped us out uh, and uh, do so in a way that's uh, cohesive and uh, works? You know, what, what scared me a little bit here um, is there, yeah, there's a, a lot of service members are having very conflicted feelings about this, right? Like it's over. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, what were we there for? You know, the, you know, and it, so I, I get that. Um, what concerned me though, is that I saw there's like these organizations that are like, uh, ex-military folks that are strictly humanitarian that are going to go in and they're going to try to help take, um, uh, uh, you, you know, help pull out the interpreters and other people that came in that, you know, helped the Americans on the ground and you can give money to these people and they'll go do that. And, and I don't think that's the right way to go about this either. Uh, because I mean, that to me just like, what was that? Blackwater? Is that right? You yeah. guys know who Blackwater is? Are you yeah, guys familiar with Blackwater? Oh yeah. Doesn't this sound I don't think like Blackwater a little bit. I don't bit think like the Blackwater like Blackwater like named themselves a humanitarian group though. I'm pretty sure that's yeah, not. Yeah, like read through it. like the plan here. They're like we're going to go through with uh what was it? No regard or something like that. Like it's pretty yeah. I still think that that's the right turn. I I'm sorry. I, that's kind of a tangent thing um that I wanted to throw out there because I, like Kevin said, um, we weren't there for some of the reasons that people like to think that we were there for. Um, I think it was more that stuff, you know, while yes, maybe that did happen that, you know, uh, women lived, uh, you know, um, with more freedoms and people were able to go to schools, that kind of stuff. I think that was kind of that happened, but not, because of us. Does that make sense? Like it wasn't our main mission. The main mission was, um, well, to occupy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I, 9-11 I, happened when I was in like six. A senior in high school. You were a, a yeah. sophomore in high school. No, I was, yeah, I was in I was. eighth grade. So, I don't think, you know, I, when the headlines that say it's all of our faults, I'm like, I'm going to beg to differ here. This was not my fault. I'm out. <laughs> um, but what, what do you think about the impact that it's going to have on Utah as far as like uh, the refugee community and uh, that whole thing? How How is that going to play out here in Utah? I've heard uh, a couple of different sides on this, right? That uh, we're going to open do you know open our arms to all these uh refugees and you know the utah is the place to do it because we've already got infrastructure to do it and we've already got the you know the means to do it and all this other stuff and then you've got the other side where uh they've been watching a lot of fox news or they've been watching a lot of tucker carlson charlie kirk saying that this was biden's plan from the beginning, 20 years ago, that it's going to change the electorate and this was a slow burn and we're playing, uh, Biden's playing uh, 4D chess, right? Like <laughs> fucking weird nut jobs. But like, wh what are your thoughts here about Utah and how that's going to affect people in Utah? The, um, God, I almost said the Oath Keepers in Utah. The the, the people in Utah that are, are, are going to be taking in the refugees. Yeah. So a couple of things about the refugee program is that under the Trump administration, it was pretty much decimated, like 
refugees did not come to Utah for the last four years. And so now the program is just beginning to ramp back up. And I've, I've got some people in the community telling me that Ogden will be a place where that happens, which is kind of nice. You know, we, we, we did see some refugees come here before Trump became the president, which is good. Um, but when it comes to, you know, how does Utah play a role in, in refugees? Um, frankly, even, even before Trump, Utah only received about 1500 refugees a year. So it wasn't a lot of people. Um, I think it's really going to be up to the Biden administration on how they want to go about it. So governor Spencer Cox sent a letter to the president saying that Utah was a place that was open to receiving refugees, uh, that we, we care, we want to do something. And you're right, Dan, like that infrastructure still exists to a degree. I think that some relationships with landlords are going to have to get built up again. Um, and there are going to be some things that have to be reestablished because it's been so long, but overall, uh, Utah can play somewhat of a role, but it has to be built back up because this crisis is coming on the heels of a disastrous presidency that essentially decimated the refugee program. So it's going to take longer now than it would have if we had just continued to do what we did. And we may see that number jump. 1,500 refugees may be more, but it, it just kind of depends on what the administration decides. So if it happens, be ready and do what you can to help folks. Because I'll tell you this, I mean, I worked with refugees for a year doing national service and they're some of the greatest people on the planet, man. And, you know, you do your best to help and serve those folks. Uh, they'll give you some of the greatest gifts in the world, man. Some of the best food you've ever had, some of the best friendship, the best stories. They're just, they're great folks. And so we'll see what happens, but it's really, you know, it's up to the presidency at this point. Yeah. I think we'd be lucky to get uh, some of these refugees here in our community in Ogden. Um, we know that they will add so much to our community economically, culturally. Um, and so yeah, I hope they do. I hope we're able to help and, and, um, and we'll be, uh, the ones who will, uh, benefit from that. And not, not just that we're like, Oh, we're out there. We're, oh yeah. Let's help. But like, no, like you, like these people are going to come and make our community better. And, and so, yeah, we, we would be fortunate in order to, uh, be able to take in, uh, some, some refugees in our community. I agree. <laughs> I agree with all that. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, expediting that process. Um, is super important right now. I mean, like, yeah. And just going back, taking a step back, I think that there's a lot of people who can, um, there's going to be a lot of time to play the blame game right now. It's still just super important to get our allies and everybody out and safe. And if they can come to Utah, that'd be great. Well, and that, I guess that's another one. Another thing that I would say is hold leaders accountable, man, because right now we've got pretty much a unanimous chorus of state and, you know, whether that's a statewide or, you know, congressional officials using Joe Biden as a punching bag, saying this is all his fault, blah, 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 all these things, which is not necessarily true. It is a murky situation. And there is a little bit of blame to be laid both at the, the, the feet of Donald Trump and Joe Biden. But this like unanimous chorus of just Joe Biden totally screwed this up. This is all his fault. I can't believe he did this. We're seeing that from Blake Moore. We saw that from Spencer Cox. We saw it from Mitt Romney. Uh, you know, it's just, it's disingenuous. And uh, I think that, I, I don't know. I think that you got to hold people accountable, man. And just be like, no, it's more than that. Like stop playing politics, call it out. All right. You well, hold those hands accountable, hold them, hold them when they're, when they're getting all over the place. You got to hold them. Yeah. Accountable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, good takes all around. Uh, let's move on to pinkies up, thumbs down. Wait, I, I have music for this. Ah, pinkies up. And your thumbs down. So that's a new, um, that's a new it's a new sound. I know, had, it's not the fart sound, right? You want yeah, the fart sound back? You know what? I'm going to leave that one up to the <laughs> JC peeps. Let me know if you want the fart sound. <laughs> There's your poll. There's your poll right here. We haven't done polls in a while. We ha Yeah, we haven't done polls. I do feel bad about that. Dan loves a good poll. I do love a good poll. Poll statistics poll. Ah. All right. Uh, it, and we are changing pinkies up, thumbs down, by the way. Uh, we're not going to go. Everybody's not going to go one at a time. We have a collective pinkies up and a collective thumbs down. 
Kevin, you're looking like. <laughs> this is great news. This, this is news to me. I mean, it sounds good. Did you have, we talk about, about our collective thumbs up or thumbs up and thumbs down? Not. I, I didn't no, know we did have. Oh, wait, uh, yeah, no, I thought we did. That's what was decided on. <laughs> you decided that? No, no. This was during our last call. Stop. Like, okay, wait. Are we not doing that? All right, I'm gonna have to edit this. God damn it! I was hoping I didn't have to edit anything. I thought we were doing that. Is that all we were doing? I, it's news to me. It's a news yeah, to you. I, I didn't know we were doing that. <sighs> Fine, we'll go through. Dan made this up completely in his mind. I, he was like, "I know he's straight up." <laughs> no, 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 no. I thought we straight up made that up. Oh my gosh! All no, right, we didn't, Dan. Okay, okay, we didn't. My bad. So I'll just go back from pinkies up. No, thumbs keep up. it okay. in. No, no, no. We were at the fart sound, Jessica. And the fart sound is going to be the poll. Do you like farts? Is the fart, the fart sound. Stop, Kevin. What? Kevin, it's got to be a little silly. We can't be always all about politics. <laughs> Kevin's like, what are you doing? What? This is why nobody listens to your show. You're right here. Yeah. No. You're, you're coming like, right we here. <laughs> but I bring us right here. All right. Anyway, uh, pinkies up, thumbs down. We're going to go with the new guy. Kevin, let bring it on. First. Bring it on. I'm ready. <laughs> My thumbs down today. Uh, you know, I thought about just doing a perpetual thumbs down to John Johnson because John Johnson sucks. Stay oh, Senator John Johnson. Easy. But, but uh, I actually decided not to do that um, this week. Anyway, there will be plenty more thumbs down for John Johnson. But uh, my thumbs down this week goes to Salt Lake City uh, County uh, Council woman Winder Newton. Um, who said after her vote to not allow mask mandates, although we have smart, incredible health officials, there are so many unknowns. It's difficult because none of us have a crystal ball to see how our decision today will impact the future. Come on, man. Guess what, uh, Councilwoman Newton? We don't need a crystal ball, okay? For all the reasons we talked about already, we, we know how this works. We know how, you know, we know how masks work. So um, how about you just listen to the... Uh, health officials that you think are so incredibly smart and just take their advice. So thumbs down to her. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that take, dude, because she's like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, why, why do we make any decisions at all then? Because no one has a crystal ball and we just yeah. can't take any risks. So I mean, why, let's, let's be paralyzed by, you know, doing nothing all the time. Thanks who's for being the government. Oh, who's your and Pinkies up. Uh, it's a rare one because, you know, it's going to go to our Republican governor who oh, actually, I actually am very proud uh, of that letter that he sent to Joe Biden uh, and saying that we want to welcome refugees. <laughs> no, that was my bad. Go, go, go ahead. Hey, you know what? I, I actually think this is a, a pretty brave take um, because the Republican Party is going to demagogue these refugees that are going to be settled here. I mean, nothing coalesced the Republican party like a Muslim ban. And mm. so this will come, come back to Spencer Cox as these people, these wonderful people start entering our communities. And so I think it was actually a, a, a brave thing for him to do. And uh, when our officials who we don't usually agree with do something uh, that goes against their, um, at least the majority of their party's instincts, uh, I think they should get credit for it. So pinkies up, Spencer Cox. That paid me to do that. All right. Nice. Go ahead, Jessica. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would say um, I have, I have a pinkies up and then just like, I'm going to say two pinkies up. Yeah. Yeah, go for okay. it. I like it. No. I like it. Okay. So oh I have, so the pinkies up one is for, this is so cheesy and I don't care. I'm going to bask in it. But for Dan and Kobe, for really just tried and true, you guys are really great. Super happy that JC Peeps is coming back. Uh, JCP podcast is coming back and that you guys are doing great work for O-Town and Utah writ large. Northern Utah, you guys are great. Okay, that one's not, that one, yeah, you can't argue with that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's pretty good. And my second one is the uh, new census numbers have come out. Real exciting stuff, everyone. Um, Utah is super, uh, is growing very rapidly. Um, also very exciting. So I'm just, uh, the pinky's up to the um, hopeful opportunities that can be gained by our the new growing population in Utah. Let's get out there. Let's talk to them. Let's organize. See where they're at. All right. Those are some good pinkies ups and thumbs down for the newbies. Um, my thumbs down is to the Ogden City Council. <laughs> uh, Ogden officials reject the plans to add townhomes in the Bingham Fort area. What were you doing? We need high density ho- homes. And we had the chance to, I mean, look, I get it. Nobody wants to work with sleazy, uh, you know, real estate people, but you got to think of like, dude, we're in a housing crisis. What are you doing? <laughs> Come on. What are we, what are we doing? Yeah. yeah. That, good, good thumbs down, Dan. Like we are not looking forward at this thing and you know, we're going to be in you, uh, if we want our, again, we want our help. If we want our, firefighters and police officers and teachers to live by us, our kids to live by us someday. We get, we, you have to, you have to act now. And this is just counter to that. So that sucks. Yeah. And my, uh, my other thumbs down. <laughs> Counteracting <laughs> the double pinky thumbs. The pinky's up. I like it. I like it. All thumbs down from Dan. This is a good brother yeah. sister combination coming at us right now. I love that. It's the Kevin for giving a thumbs up to the governor. <laughs> what a terrible take that was, Dan. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I was. I was. I was trying to Do you like, not like refugees, you Dan. Off? Do you not want refugees to come to 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 Utah? Is that what you're saying? You don't think our governor should have. Stepped up and said something to bring more refugees. Is that is that what you're saying? Is that right, thumbs right. down? Lose. Worst take of the show. Worst take ever. <laughs> like you shut lose. it down. That's shut it. it. Down. It's over. <laughs> All right, Kobe, go ahead. <laughs> I'll be really quick. So, uh, pinkies up to anybody who's gotten vaccinated already. If you got both doses, nope. good, good. Nice. You know, pinkies up good. to you. You're doing, you're doing the good work, man. Doing what we need to do out there. And so, pinkies up to you. Thumbs down to. I mean, we talked a little bit about this in the last segment about just arguing in bad faith like i'm so tired of bad faith arguments man like they're so just like prevalent in the republican party and i just i hate it dude i hate it so much when you know people are smart people and then they're going out there and saying things that are just like super dumb and then you see a bunch of other people in their party say the same super dumb thing and you're like Oh, that's what we're doing. That's that's what we got to do. I just yeah. wonder why why people do that. Why do why do they do that? Why do they sell themselves out like that? I just bad faith arguments poison the well of public discourse, and I'm tired of it. Ooh, those are good. See, I love it that Kobe always goes last for this. I make Kobe go last because <laughs> usually John and I aren't prepared. But look, Kevin and Jessica were way prepared. If you guys didn't know, I didn't have a th- I didn't have a pinky stuff. That's why I gave it to, to Kevin. Uh, all right. So moving on. Upcoming events. Friday, August 20th, the Weber State Alumni Classic featuring Jamal. Stop it. Stop it right now. What, bro? He coaches my daughter. It's going to be awesome. I, this guy's like super athletic. All right. All right. Whatever. Dame Lillard will be there too. Damian Lillard's going to be there showing off, shooting from the other side of the court. He's going to be signing autographs from like five better. to six. Dude, whatever. It's fine. Like we're basically like homies. So I can give him <laughs> crap all the time. We graduated same time. He graduated. No, you didn't. Not a big deal. Uh, that's all going on at 6 30 PM at the D, uh, Saturday, August 21st, Ogden nature center, birds, brews and, uh, birds and brews fundraiser going on. Um, uh, that's going on from five 30. Uh, oh, well, it doesn't have an end date here and time, but it starts at five 30. Uh, if you didn't know the Ogden nature center is at nine, six, six West 12th street. Uh, let's see. We got the Oasis community garden summer concert co- uh, coming up. That's, uh, going to be, 2445 Monroe Boulevard, 7.30 p.m. No no word on who's who's playing at this concert. It's all local artists. Yeah, it's all local artists. So it's real cool. Okay. Super local. Earthworm? I don't think I don't think it's hip hop, no. Oh dang. He's he's good. 
Yeah, I, y'all didn't know I knew who Earthworm was, huh? Y'all don't know local artists like I do. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, on Sunday, uh, the Indie Ogden Bazaar goes on every Sunday. It's at the Monarch. Goes on from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. We love Indie Ogden and the folks out there. Uh, always super supportive of each other or of, of us as we are of them. So uh, if you are looking for something to do, head out to the Indie Ogden Bazaar. Again, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Junction City Podcast, Twitter, Junction City Pod, uh, Instagram, Junction City Podcast, and our YouTube site. We are going to be, we are doing these shows live. So please, if you see it live, interact with us. Uh, it's going to be on the pod or on, on the um, forum, in the forum live. And, you know, comment. Leave us, uh, you know, some whatever. We'll react to it. Uh, it'll be live here soon. So, um, thanks for joining us. <laughs> uh, I, like we say every week. Yeah. Good lord, I forgot how we. I forgot how we ended Get this together. Get it together. Go ahead, Kevin. <laughs> do it. You do it. You say it. No, Dan, it's your it's your take. I can't take I can't scoop it. I scooped Colby last time I was on the show. I never got mad at me, remember? No. <laughs> he who not will be named used to say it, dude. Oh. I'm passing the torch to, to you, Kevin. Passing it to you. I, well, I don't know. <laughs> just, oh like, my like, God. Like, like we say every week. Every week. All, All politics is local. Yay! <laughs> It's just another podcast. It's just a thing in the